Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Out of Context Podcast for April 18th in the year of something something, 2023. I am your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends, I'm Adrian. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about a plenty of fun little topics that will amuse the kiddos, enlighten grandma, and have everyone sitting by the fireplace having a good old time. But before we get started... I don't have a fun fact because let's go with a warning. The views and opinions of myself and Ashley Majestic does not necessarily reflect the views of the Walker AC experience, the Other Context podcast, liking Majestically, the root of all Ashley, and everything in between. So children, pack it up. Don't get offended. Leave your hate mail at the door because this one is going to be a doozy. Now, for those of you who cannot see us on video because this is a podcast, my associate is having a nice little drinky poo, and without further ado, the woman that puts the sizzle in alcohol, because there is no sizzle in the word alcohol, Ashley Majestic. How are you, dear Hello. Ashley? Hello. Okay, so I have just two things to point out. First of all, do you ever have an intro where you're going to change up the words? I feel like you say the same thing every time. I've just now started picking up on that. Secondly, secondly... Um, when you're talking about like today's episode, it does not reflect on the views and pains. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because we are the, the walk race experience out of context, the roof all Ashley, fucking majestically. We, we are all of those. And well, you're mostly Walker AC. I don't, I don't really partake in the Walker AC experience besides the shows I happen to partake in. And so these are all our opinions. Like if we're reading something, that's like the opinion, but like what our feedback that's definitely our opinions if you are the type of person that can be easily offended why are you here why are you still here don't like stop do not pass go that's it walk away hit exit on the app you can like and subscribe but just don't listen just don't don't listen well you know this generation has has to have something to complain about i mean you have your karens you have your kevins they all have to listen, watch TV, watch movies, read something to get offended about something. No one nowadays can just accept something for the way it is. So this is why I put a little disclaimer in it. Because number one, I'm tired. And number two, we're going to have a little bit of fun today and hopefully not <clears throat> offend too many people. But, you know, this is how we roll. We offend everybody. <laughs> so before we get started, tell the audience what you're sipping on tonight. I am sipping on an alcoholic beverage. And this alcohol beverage, it's just really very simple. It is huckleberry vodka and lemonade with a slice of lemon in it. It's very simple. I didn't want to get all fancy-spancy and make a, um, like, you know, a lemon drop martini or anything. It's just lemonade and huckleberry vodka. The brand is called 44 North. It is amazing. And, yeah, I did a little bit of a heavy hand tonight, and I am feeling it, and I love it. Oh, so this can be entertaining. <clears throat> now, excuse me, folks, my voice is kind of scratchy this evening, so um, it's a little bit lower of an octave, so just bear with me. Now, gonna... uh, uh-huh, go ahead and say it. Chocolate thunder. Yes, what, whatever that means, so we're not going to touch Ch- that one, folks. Chocolate thunder. I keep on thinking about the chocolate rain thing, but anyhow, I digress. So, (laughs) yes, we're going to find that one. So, a little fun fact here. We're going to talk about uh, kinks. 
Now, not now, not kinks, you know, in your car or you know, kinks the the band for you millennials out there. We're gonna talk about actual kinks. Now, just a little small definition in human sexuality. Uh, kinkiness is the use of non-conventional sexual practices, concepts, or fantasies. The term derives from the idea of a bend in one's sexual behavior. To contrast such behavior with a straight or vanilla sexual mores and you know, proclivities. Now, mother, family, I apologize. So we're going to dip into this a little bit here. Now, there is, once again, so many kinks out there. And the reason why I'm bringing this up and the reason why Ashley was so giddy to talk about this when I even brought up the, the idea to her, she's smiling big people, too bad you cannot see this, <laughs> is because it's a certain subsection of society that it was many, many years ago. Um, previous generations, I don't want to say straight-laced, but they were very private in their proclivities, you know, in their, you know, in their sexual, uh, in this own sexual world. And kinks and whatnot, it was very, very taboo to talk about stuff of that nature. Yes, I saw that. And uh, now, before I break into continuity here, I have this weird feeling that uh, Ashley would be sending me little memes here and there on our Discord. So you hear a little noise, that's her sending something. Back to what I was saying. So with that, nowadays, everything is kink shaming, body positivity, all these terms that have, you know, that have come to, you know, to light for society and us older generations really don't understand it, but it's not for us. It's for the new generation talking about kinks and fetishes and whatnot. Now we're going to, we're not going to get too graphic. We'll keep everything professional. And of course, Ashley will laugh and giggity here and there, but before we get started, so let me just throw it back to you. Now, of course, I'm not going to ask you what your kinks are because it's none of my business. But what are your thoughts on, you know, you know, kinks nowadays that it's more open now and people talk about it more and you see it in social media, you see it on TV and movies everywhere, Fifty Shades of Grey, stuff like that. I think it's awesome. Um, do I think it shouldn't be exposed to the younger audience, like under 18? I mean, sure. Um, well, I guess nowadays, like under 16, because 16, you're like nowadays, most kids are probably starting it around that, if not younger. But I think it's good because there's probably some people that grow up like you're you can have fetishes and kinks that start developing when you're a child and you don't really know. You don't even know what's happening. You don't even know that like that's what like that's a thing for you. And as you get older, there's going to be a part of you that's like, oh, is this messed up? Is this weird? And uh, maybe not fully understanding it, and then you don't know, even know how to talk to a partner about it. To where now, it's kind of more open, where people talk about their communities on, online, social media, all that. Where not only can you learn about them, uh, you can always talk to you know therapists about them too. But it helps also ways to present it to a partner. It's like, can we try this? Uh, I'm always down, everything is consent, like long as both all parties involved it's like our down for it that's great and so i mean again it's good and there's no there's no privacy here i think if we're going to talk about this we're going to at least admit we have a kink i have multiple but it's fine well not really multiple actually but you know it, like we'll, we'll get to that but we will talk about at least one that we have okay i will <clears throat> i will acquiesce and i will I'll delve into it a little bit. Now, before we get into our own personal 
why do you think it was such it, you know, it was so frowned upon back then and why do you think it's so open now you know now in 2023 with everything else going on i mean you know i mean you know why do you think it's socially acceptable now to even talk about it you know as we are now because once again back then it was you know it was very taboo very secretive very very frowned upon you know you know oh my god you're a sexual deviant uh if you like spanking or paddling or whatever whatever it is that you're into you know because that was always kept behind closed doors because once again generations previous was always of the what goes on my bedroom is under your business nowadays it's out there it's out in the open and people charge to see it there's places for it everything under the sun so um, for for the most part i want to say it's fully out in the open well because of the internet it kind of is but there's still some taboo for people with older generations. They're still like, oh, God, is that an ankle I see? And for me, I feel like the difference is it's just as people are getting older, the generations are passing, technology, the Internet, there's more things that are just out there now. Where, you know, you look back 100 years ago, God forbid if a woman, like, showed her elbows or ankles or something like that, it had to be fully covered. Um, if it was a man and woman in the same room, they were not allowed to touch hands, do none of that. Like, God forbid you even, like, yeah, you couldn't even touch hands with someone and you're expected to marry them. So I just feel like it's just progress. It's just development where it's good to have these things out in the open. Again, it's, I feel like there should be disclaimers and things for younger audiences because I do believe that people can be, that someone can be too young to fully comprehend what they're listening to and what they're watching. So I always feel like there's disclaimers. But again, I feel like it also comes down to the parents to make sure you're monitoring your child and what they're reading, listening, and watching. But, uh, you know, again, I like that things are a little bit more open. I feel like that's more of a chance to learn from it, to learn different things. Maybe something you didn't even know you were into until you learned about it. It's like, oh, shit, I like that. And again, there's communities that are part of people that you can talk about it to. Uh, maybe you can find partners that are into it. Or, you know, there's there's something one way or the other. There's, there's very many options to explore. And if you just want to be a prude and you hate it, that that's just on you. And maybe you're a vanilla person. There's plenty of people out there that don't have any kinks and fetishes. They just... And they just want to have sex, and that's it. Maybe they just want to do the one position, which is missionary. Maybe spice it up once in a while, do doggy style. And that's also no shaming on that, too. Uh, I, I mean, plenty of episodes, going far back as it can be, that I do not kink shame anybody. Whatever is your business, whatever you like, what you're into, as long as you're not harming a person without their consent, it's not a child or an animal, I don't care what you're into then at that point. It's it's your thing. You can be into a whole bunch of stuff. You can be into nothing. It's that's fine. Everyone has their own boat. Yeah, so always make the joke. Uh, like I mentioned before in previous episodes, you know, do what you want to with your sheep. Leave me and my sheep alone. So my question to you before we delve heavily into it, and we'll talk about the history of it a little bit before we, you know, get rated R and scare off most of our audience. Um I think is more or less like an evolution because if you think about it, you know, you go to, like I mentioned before, previous generations, you had Woodstock and the whole sexual revolution with that. And that scared most of that generation because they never seen something of the sort, you know, like free love and hippie-ish and things of that nature. So now it evolved again. 
and again and again. You know, so, you know, to where now, once again, the door is wide open and you see new things pop up all the time and it's much more acceptable. So I think that it's, you know, it's, it's a topic that isn't scary boogeyman to talk about anymore. Yeah, I was actually, while you're talking about that, when you're talking about the history, and I think it's not just history, I think it's cultures as well. Because the one main thing people that most people should know about or have heard it is the Kama Sutra. And the Kama Sutra is, uh, if I not, you know, explain it right, you know, sue me. But it's basically a lot of different positions sexually. And some of these positions have meaning. Some of them, you know, they there's some sort of extra benefit to it. And all these, just multiple, there's just a fuck ton of sexual positions to have with you and a partner. And it was written, and I cannot pronounce it, it's ancient Sanskrit and India, dated to 400 BCE to 200 CE, so around that time, which has been, which is a very long time ago. So there's some cultures that have always been open very sexually. I mean, you think about Greek, like ancient Greece, like everyone was all into about, it was all for the orgies, multiple partners, partners of the same sex. And then you have... You know, the cultures that, again, you can't even look at somebody else. You can't be in the same room. You can't be next to them. And you cannot, you certainly cannot touch at all. Or else you're considered like a slut or a sinner. And there are cultures and there are parts of the world or religions that are still like that to this day. And, you know, to me, honestly, from my opinion, that sucks. But people that are in that part and they grew up with it to them, it's like, oh, it's the holies of honors. It's. I'm respecting myself, so I'm not shaming them. But I don't want someone to come at me and like, oh, I had sex before marriage. I'm a slut. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and it all goes back to the stigma. Going back even further, the stigma of sex. Because particular generations, excuse me, were very protective of that. You know, um, sex was a dirty word, especially before marriage. And then you fast forward to, okay, we accept that everybody having sex, of course. Then we fast forward some more, you know, protect yourself from having sex. Fast forward more, okay, you know, you have multiple partners now. Could be same sex. Okay, it's accepted now. And then we go even further to the kinky side of it. Of course, it's been done for many, many years. Everybody's been doing it for so many years. Once again, now it's up to the forefront. And now that's just another step in the sexual evolution that this generation has right now. Yeah, so now it's part of it. And now new phrases like kink shaming, um, stuff of that nature. So now that there's so many different kinks out there, obviously we don't have enough time in this episode to even touch all of them, no pun intended. And looking at particular uh, websites, like say for example, like glamour.com, talks about like the A to Z kinks. And you look at some of these, you know, and I think we've gone past as adults, you know, to the ill that's gross kind of thing. I think we've passed that. You know, I think we've gotten into the, okay, well, if that's something that you prefer, that's whatever you prefer. You know, it may gross me out, but not necessarily, it may not gross you out. You know, if that's something that makes you happy, by all means, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I can still have the opinion, like, ooh, that is nasty. But, again, it's like, hey, that's what you're into. I mean, 
that's your life. That's not mine. Um, I mean, and kind of before as well, because not the glamour.com, I was going to look at that, the A through Z, but I saw the mindbodygreen.com where it has a list of kinks is probably underneath the link that you probably searched on Google because we probably looked at the same thing. But for me, I mean, if it's pretty obvious for people that have listened to me, Adrian, you've known me for so long, I'm very open with what I will talk about, especially sexually active things, inappropriate things. And it's more than just me wanting to be funny and having the shock factor of a, on people. It's just these things very much don't matter to me. I think it came in from my parents. Like, they meant to be joking and being assholes to their kids, but they would kind of announce, like, yeah, turn up the volume because we're about to get it, get it done. And that probably attributed. But to me, it's just... We're all human beings for the most part. Everyone knows what sex is. They know what goes where for the most part. Um, we all know what our body parts look like. Uh, and to me, it's like, whether you're gay, straight, or whatever you identify as, you've probably seen some pictures, some videos, some person, and you see what their body parts look like. Unless I grow a third tit. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure everything that I have is something you've seen at some point in your life to where I don't even feel like body shame like am i a little overweight and that part yes but as in my actual body i could care less if i'm changing in front of somebody like it's a girl it's a female it's one of my guy friends anything it does nothing for me i will undress in front of anyone because it's like what you've you've seen this all before i have a friend that will game together and they're like oh, it, you know i'm getting really hot but all i have is like my sports bra on underneath this and like then just wear your sports bra off like what is that gonna do oh well i've just never done that before if you don't want to i'm not gonna make you feel uncomfortable but for one you know i'm not sexually attracted to you secondly think of it like wearing a swimsuit thirdly like what do you have that i don't have what are you hiding so i invite people like if you want that's how you want to be i'm not gonna sit here like oh my god you're doing that oh my god i i don't care that's, that's why I'm so open about my thoughts and opinions and my preferences and my jokes is to me, it's just, this is really all just common human things. And a lot of people are afraid to talk about or talk or even look into it. And that's where my role is that, okay, I'm going to shove it out there and I'll put it into a comedic way and sometimes an asshole way, maybe both, but I'm putting it out there because why not? Yeah, and this is one of the shows, this is why I put in a disclaimer, even though I really shouldn't have to, because once again, we're all adults here, folks, and it's more educational than anything else, and of course, you know, we being who we are and how we react, you know, we're definitely going to have fun with it, we're definitely going to giggle at it and stuff of that nature, so I'm going to put a temporary moratorium on the word shame. Because on this episode here, we're going to talk about everything under the sun, and of course, it's not our intention is to shame whatever anybody does. It's, it is what it is. And we're going to have fun and read it while Ashley drinks and drinks and drinks. So hopefully, you know, she doesn't uh, <clears throat> stammer too much in her you know, enunciation of words and phrases as we go along here. So. Oh, calm down. It's not that much I'm drinking. It's only my second glass. It's my only glass because my mixer is empty. And so I was have to pour me two glasses. And I'm drinking water in between. So I'm good. Vibing. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is um, we're going to, I'll list off a few. 
and then we'll talk about it. Then you list off a few, we'll talk about it, and go back and forth, and here and there. And of course, you know, we'll always go off on different tangents and whatnot as the show goes on. So, But the purpose of the show is to have fun with it. And maybe you have a little bit of educational purposes here and there. So, we shall get started. Are you ready? Oh, yes. This is what I was born for. <laughs> this is what she was meant for. So, let's see here. Now, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. I'm not going to go through A through Z. But, eh, let's see what we have here. So, this one kind of caught my attention. And not necessarily in a sexual manner, but more of a huh kind of thing. So, we're going to go for uh, abrasion. Now, we all know what abrasion is, of course. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. But it's a BDSM subcategory. Now, this involves becoming sexually aroused from harsh or scratchy surfaces, such as sandpaper or steel wool. Now, I don't know about you, but friction is a beautiful thing when done right. But uh, steel wool and abrasions, and that's not really my thing. Um, no, I'm going to pass it on to you, Ashley, because I see the look on your face right now. And, uh, I am, for the most part, I'm kind of a texture person, um, just really in touch alone. So the idea of being turned on for sandpaper, dual, anything that's like a scratchy surface, it's not for me. I, I'm not going to touch that and be like, oh, yes, I need to go hop on my husband now. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's, again, that's, if someone's into it, that's what, I mean, actually, I didn't even know that was a kink, because um, I'm, I'm looking at the same site you're looking at, and I can go back and forth to the other one I was looking at, but, yeah, for abrasion, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, honestly, how far we can go in this list, it, nothing's gonna really, I guess it'll throw me off, like, oh, I didn't expect that to be a kink, to, okay, it doesn't surprise me. So yeah, that's it's what is it? It's a it's in the BDSM subcategory, which makes sense. Uh, usually things are like kind of harsher, um, can cause injury to a certain points like that. I can see that being in the BDSM categories. It's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, uh, of course, obviously BDSM is a thing, and this is quite popular. You know, you know, among the sexual among the sexual things, and. Once again, these things I'm listing off here, I'm going to chuckle at and we'll poke at, we'll, you know, poke at it a little bit. But of course, we, you know, we all do it with, you know, like good, fun intentions, of course. So I'll give two more and I'll hand it over to you because some of these are pretty interesting, actually. Um, another one is uh, electrostimulation and you don't have to live under a rock to know what that is. But for those of any uninitiated, electrostimulation involves using a power of electricity, getting electric shock you know, for kinky and sexual fun. And it's interesting because when it comes to human orgasm, it's kind of similar to having a shock through your body, an elation through your body. So it's all part of, of course, once again, the BDSM community. And I'm not going to insult your intelligence, but of course, certain parts of your body will get small electroshocks that just, yes, Paulo the dog, I heard that too. And that will... Um, yeah, that, that definitely arouses people with that. Electrostimulation, that's something, not really my cup of tea, but once again, if it works for you, it works for you. Exactly. This is my turn. <laughs> I'll, I'll do one more. It's cute to see your reactions as I read them because I go for you for a response. And for those of you, once again, we don't have video. So I just look at her head. She just nods and goes, hmm, okay. Great for podcasting, folks. Well, 
<coughs> because as I'm listening to you, I'm also reading from what the, the site I've been on. And there's some I want to talk about. There's some that it's mostly me like, oh, huh, okay. And there's some like, okay, I relate to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, and of course, I'll give one more here now. We're going to chuckle here. Now, 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 bear with me, people. I apologize in advance. To my, my throat is kind of scratchy, so... Through the power of editing, which we don't do here, I'm going to cough a little bit here and there, so I apologize in advance. Excuse me. <coughs> now, here's one, and I'm going to butcher this word, but I'll spell it out first. So those of you who want to write it down or type it in as you're listening to this on your phone or laptop, it is spelled K-L-I-S-M-A-P-H-I-L-I-A. Klismafia. And I'm... I'm Butchered that word. So anyhow, what it means, it's a Greek word that means arousal by enemas. Now, with that one, once again, a certain cavity of the human body, people get aroused by getting enemas. Um, that works for them and their sexual pleasure. And um, the anus is an erogenous zone, after all, which helps explain why kinky folks have been using enemas for pleasures forever. Um, but this kink could also be quite practical. It's a way to clean and prep the rectum for anal sex. Interesting indeed. And I'm once again looking at my other screen here and actually just nodding her head in approval as we as we go along here. So that's something here. I'm sorry, what was that? Listen, I am, I am studying right now. I am studying. Okay, so once again, I will lob the ball at you and I'll have you list off a few because I see look on your face that uh, you've seen a few that had to... Kind of a sparked your curiosity. What you got? Well, one, I mean, it's, there's some, I guess, again, I know that they're kinks, but I'm reading more into them. So one, I mean, if anyone knows who R. Kelly is, they're not, you know, they're not strangers to this one, which is Europhilia, uh, which is known as golden showers, water sports, um, releasing the, the valve onto a partner. And I actually know some people that are into this. Uh, there are some friends of mine that are also very open with what they're into and what they're not into. And I, I remember, like, there's times that we've gone down a list, like, are you into this or into this? And we'll talk about it. And, again, no shaming. And for me, again, it doesn't it doesn't vibe with me. Uh, I, if I'm ever in the, like, so, the like, one of the people that I've talked to about this, they will only do it if they're in the shower because they can immediately be cleaned off. Um, usually it could be the partner that's into it and sometimes, again, this is from what I'm hearing and this is probably just from the one person's perspective, but it's kind of like a domination thing. You know how dogs piss somewhere and it's like, I'm the alpha, this is my territory. It's kind of like that. People are into that and the person that doesn't mind it happening too, they're usually like the sub, they don't mind it. Sometimes maybe vice versa, um, doesn't doesn't vibe with me uh, if i'm ever in the shower my husband decides to do that where hands will be thrown um that's just not something i'm into but what so what do you think about that one like is it what king that you've probably that you know of um anything that rings any bells for you anything that's like Ugh, no or hell yeah ashley i'm totally into that now oddly enough uh, an old friend of mine <clears throat> from many years ago um cool. she you know she let me know that she was into that and at first, you know, she referred to it as water sports, and I really didn't, I really didn't get the connection. And then, of course, she went into great detail about what that was. 
And of course you have questions. So my question mainly was, I'm like, what kind of arousal do you get out of that? And like most obscure sexual pleasures, most people really don't have an answer. You know, they say because it's a feeling. And so she explained to me, you know, it's the feeling that she got from that. Not thinking about human waste, not thinking about the act of just excreting human waste or anything or anything of the traditional sense. That's something that she preferred and just any particular way, you know, whether it be, you know, not in the shower, whether it be just, just anywhere that she wanted the pleasure from that. And, and of course you're correct. It's really not something I'm too fond of because I see it as a traditional way of excreting waste. So that's something that's not really my cup of tea on that one. Is that, is he, did he find a squeaky toy? Yes, he stepped on his rubber duck. Oh my God. Moving that, on. That's the hippo. That's the hippo. <laughs> um, so another one that's very common, because we're going to talk about like ones we never heard of and ones that is very common. The next one is bondage. Um, there's different types of bondage. There is ropes, there's cuffs, there's being completely strapped down, there's just like your, your wrist, your feet. Like there's multiple ways bondage can happen. Um, so for me, uh, I'm not particularly, I want them even fond. I mean, there's no yay or nay. I mean, I've done bondage before. It's, I don't know, like for me, it's like, okay, it's great. It, it, it's hot, all that stuff. But for me, what I like is like in the partner, if I don't even want to say tied up, it's just like they can't move for the moment. Like they, they can't use their, their hands because it's like when you're in the middle of doing an act or doing something. And for me, I love the reactions I can make out of my partner. That's my husband. I, I love those reactions. And the fact is that he wants to do something. He wants to touch. He wants to do something and he cannot in the moment. I personally love that. So everyone has different reasons as to why, like it's a domination thing. Most of the time it is a domination thing. Uh, people like that they're controlled, that they can't move, they can't do anything. There's different views, but that's just personally mine. Um, do now, do I want my husband like that? No, it's like a once in a balloon thing. And again, I won't even call it bondage. It's like mostly me telling him, no touch, no touch, or I leave. I get up and I leave. You don't want that. You don't want that. It's a cold night. You don't want that. It's 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 more or less like a power play, you know, um, sexual yeah. wise, and you know, it's the whole classic term, you know, dominatrix, or you're, you're dominating your partner, and and of course, this one thing I'm not not really into. Um, I almost tried it, but it wasn't really my thing. Uh, I'm much more of a, a, a dominant person. Not too big on the whole, you know, BDSM thing just yet. I have particular things which we'll get to later. Do you have one more for me? Because I definitely found one. You know, that you know, like they'll make you chuckle a little bit. Uh, let's see. Well, we kind of covered dominance. I mean, for like you said, you were going to get into a little bit. So I guess when you want to touch base, I can touch base on that too. Um, hold on, I saw one. Um. Okay, like there's the foot fetishism. Uh, definitely not for me. I'm one of those people that feet kind of weird me out. I don't have a phobia against feet. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know, feet, I, I just feel weird. Do I want to touch someone's foot? Do I want them to touch my feet? Not necessarily. Um, someone's offering me a foot massage, that's fine, but any particular chance that it could be a sexual thing, 
nope, I am a mile away from it, and I know foot fetishism is a very popular thing. Um, that's actually kind of more the common kinks, or at least from what I've witnessed. There was a guy, I remember when I was probably about 17 or 18 I was talking to, he was cute, really digged him, and then he's like, oh, send me pictures of your feet. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and granted, I, I'm a teenager, I'm aware of this type of world, but I was like, I didn't expect someone to be asking me. And he was asking me for it, and I felt very, I felt very weirded out at first. And I, I did it, and I was like, oh, I don't understand why he wants it. And it, you know, came, it dawned on me, it, you know, eventually it's like, oh, that's what he's into. And I had to explain to him that I'm just not into that. I just, it kind of weirds me out. I mean, I was younger, so I didn't really explain it that well, but it's just like, ew, no, not doing that. And there's, again, nothing wrong if you're into it, but for me, it's just, no, if my husband one day says, I just want to suck on your toes, I'm like, I want you to get it the hell out of my house. <laughs> because, no, just no. I'm all about respecting your partner. So, like, I will buy you a fake foot if that's what's going to happen for you, but you, it's not happening to my feet. It's, it, no. I don't want to be near your feet. I don't want my mouth near your feet. I don't want your mouth near mine. And agreed. Yeah, this is one of these I'm going to have to agree on you. Well, with agree on you. Ha, agree with you. Um, because I find the feet as one of the most disgusting parts of the body, the human body. Because once again, I mean, it doesn't take um, a genius to figure out that you that you walk on your feet all the time. You step on the ground. You step on you know. You step on your floor. There's so much bacteria and things that are out there, and not because I'm a germaphobe. It's just because once again, the feet is the dirtiest part of the body. And if you hear weird noise in the background, that's Doggo drinking his drink at the moment. <clears throat> but um, funny, funny story to piggyback on what a gentleman wanted from you. I'll make this quick. I dated a young lady in my early 20s. And little did I know she had a thing for feet. Uh, I was sitting in my apartment with my roommates. She came over with her friend. And we're all sitting on the floor watching TV. And her friend keeps looking at her saying, go, do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. Looking at me. And mind you, my, you know, my friend and my brother are in the room and they're like, should we leave the room? She's like, no, 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 no. Just, just, just do it. So finally, my girlfriend at the time sits on my legs, pulls off my sock and deep throats my toe, my big toe. Now, for those of you, once again, I wish we had video. Yes, the look on Ashley's face explained it all because my face crinkled. It crinkled. I felt gross. I felt violated. And yes, she proceeded to fillet my toe, my big toe. It was the grossest feeling in the world. I cannot explain how just violated I felt. I felt like I was in prison. It was these weird sensations. And yes, after sitting on me for about a minute, which felt like 10 <clears throat> she asked me, she goes, what do you think? I'm like, I think that's the grossest thing you have ever done in our very short tenure of dating. And please don't ever do that again. Needless to say, the relationship didn't last very long. But I remember that like it was yesterday. And this was when I was like 22, 23 years old. It was yeah. grotesque. And I don't understand the feet thing. I really don't understand it. Um, it's just really not something for me. Oh, my understanding. Like, it really weirded you out, but you let it happen for a minute. She sat on my legs. 
while she was. Then you, then you knee her in the crotch. What, what, like, what else are you supposed to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, again, is someone just like I'm just chilling? My legs are just propped out, and someone came in, just want to sit on my legs, and they just start like, dude, the physical harm is going to be becoming because one, consent. Two, what the fuck are you doing? Three. I don't like this feeling. I don't like even stepping in something that's wet. I hate that. Like, you know, if you're just walking around the house and, like, maybe there was an ice cube that melted. Anything. Anything that's just wet and the fact that your feet are touching it. And, and like, if you're expecting something to be wet, like you're walking in on a pool, uh, you're going to be walking through puddles or something. You know you're expecting it. And so you're kind of bracing yourself. And for the most part, this is fun. This is fine. Not fun, but this is fine. But when you're just walking around your house... And you're just, you know, la da 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 da. Just gonna go to the kitchen, give me a drink, give me a little snacky snack, go back and watch my Netflix. And you just step on something that's wet, it just throws off your mood. Like immediately your foot, it's like your toes are like, nope, we need to be dry right now. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> that was one of those experiences. Never, ever, ever. I don't touch feet, look at it, anything of the sort. Um, yes. So PTSD folks, therapy, very therapy. Um, so I, <laughs> I found one here and once again, I'm not even going to pretend to know what the word is nor pronounce it. I'll spell it out for those of you who wish to write it down or type it into your Google machine. It is M E L O L figure A G N I A melolagnia. Now, that's a fetish. It involves being turned on by music. Now, it doesn't have to be Spotify-ish or anything of the sort. Uh, the arousal can derive from a combination of musical elements, you know, like somebody's voice, the beat, the repetition, stuff like that, which can lead to physical, physical sensations like goosebumps, faster heartbeat, or, of course, you know, natural sexual lubrication. Um, I think that <clears throat> we can tie that to, like, say, for example, phone sex. You know, many, many years ago, you know, you call on a phone, a woman will speak to you in sexual undertones, just as a man would as well. Um, it could be the pattern of someone's voice. Doesn't necessarily have to be a deep voice, but a soothing voice, you know, to where you can close your eyes, listen, listen to someone speak, and that is a turn on all in itself. And so what are your thoughts about that one? First of all, if you ever decide to quit your job, that's the job for you right there. Talking to people on the phone. Tickle their fancies. Uh, you have the voice for it. You have, you like to say that you have the face for radio and whatnot, but you have the voice for that job, certainly. Um, I guess I can get that. Um, I wouldn't say I've ever really been turned on by a song, but there can be songs I listen to that can be very graphic and will make me think of things or... Um, I don't know, reminders to a moment I've had, things like that, but I don't really know if I've ever listened to a song that's actually turned me on. I don't know, I think like they'll, like some of them will spark memories and it can happen that way. Uh, I don't know if someone listens to a specific beat or a specific voice or an artist and they're like, yep, that that's the stuff right there. So I, I think I understand it, but I don't think I necessarily think of as a kink for myself it's just yeah i go on my daydreams and this song triggers one of those daydreams is like yep i can see this happening between me and henry cavill i don't know who that is but okay 
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Henry Cavill <laughs> is The Witcher. Uh, he played Superman in the most recent Superman movies. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. I'm... Mm, Okay, moving on. Well, yes, I do do have one more, and then I'll toss it back to you. Uh, Funny little anecdote. Excuse me. Um, Speaking of voice and tenure and texture and stuff, not texture, um, but uh, the the sound waves of the voice and how that works, um, I was at work in our uh, previous job, let's just say, and... um, my associate and myself, we were talking about movie stars and about who we like. And, of course, once again, we don't have video, so you can't see Ashley's eyes light up as she found the topic, which we, which she shall get to here in a few seconds. And uh, we were talking about movie stars. You know, th- that works for us. Of course, mine was Christina Hendricks and then Nicole Smith, stuff like that, typical male stuff. And um, she's my associate, and she's like, I like Matthew McConaughey. And you know, most people like Matthew McConaughey because just the way he is. So I walked up behind her, just in passing, going to my register. And I'm like, okay, so you know, like Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And her face turned bright red because that voice turned her on immensely about, about Matthew McConaughey. So I found that kind of funny to piggyback on that because once again, it's all about sound waves and voices and tones and stuff like that that you know turns people on. Um, so next one, and I'll hand it over to you because I see you're giddy. Going to talk about this one. This oh one, my God, it's amazing. <laughs> well, this one is a simple one, and I'll hand the you know I lob the ball back at you. Um, nylon. Uh, there is a nylon kink, um, as in tights, and this goes along with the whole foot fetish thing. Um, it's once again, it's more or less like a visual thing, and also it's physical to where. Uh, people like to be tied, you know, their hands and their wrists and ankles by nylons. So they like the smell of the nylon, the texture, stuff like that. And it's and these as a blindfold also, you know, like you know, your basic sensory deprivation kind of thing. And when bondage is part of the kink, most people use nylons. So I mean, I never, I never tried nylons before. I never seen people do it. But of course, you see that in the movies. So like that's. That's you know it's more popular in that aspect. So so what are your thoughts on that one? So nylons, um, I really don't see many people wearing nylons nowadays. I guess it, it is more common, but I'm not used to seeing people wearing nylons anymore. I remember how soft and smooth it feels. I remember my mom, as a kid, um, I think it's like her job. I I don't remember why she was wearing nylons, but she would wear nylons. And when she put them on, as a kid, I would just feel her leg, like her lower leg, obviously. But mm. I'm a kid, I'm just sitting on the floor, and I'm just, like, brushing my hand up and down, like, on, like, the front of her leg. And I'm like, because it's so soft and smooth. And I liked that. So I can see when someone's like, I am totally into this right now. Um, but yeah, it's very soft and smooth. But when you're talking about nylons, I'm thinking, like, tights or the thigh-high stockings, because there are some people out there. Like, when they're, like, especially thick girls, and they're wearing the thigh-high stockings, it's just, like, I'm not into women, but I recognize, game recognizes game, okay? I'm not game. I'm just saying that I will recognize when a woman is hot. I'm like, holy shit, that is very attractive. Does it, does it lubricate me? No, it's not. But I'm like, 
that that is a hot person. Like if I know a friend that's single, I'm like, yo, hit this person up because she's hot. <laughs> she's hot. Now um, let's talk about what you've uh, what you've seen. What, uh, what what like made your eyes light up? I'll stand back and let you talk about that one. Oh, okay. I did. So obviously, there's the kink that is not a good one. I would like to think that we can shame this one, uh, which is necrophilia, which is you're turned on by dead bodies that you want to touch and all that with dead bodies. That's one of those things. It's like, hey, wait, let's not do that. That's that's <laughs> gross. So it pulled me back to a podcast I used to listen to, and it's a podcast that's been inactive for years, uh, for like at least the last three to four years now, and I miss it. But it was a really crass type of podcast. And one of the things they talked about is they were reading an article about this woman. She worked in the morgue, and she got pregnant by a dead guy. Because when you're dead, there's still that stuff that's alive in you, and you are for the most part, you were pretty stiff. Rigor mortis really does its job. <clears throat> and she did that. And she got pregnant. And I don't remember how it ended ended out, but I think they never found out, like, okay, does she get to keep the kid? Um, does the family keep the kid? Like, how, how, does this, how does this happen? Like, how are you going to explain this to the child? So I wanted to find the article. I wanted to find something maybe I could figure out. Maybe I could find out what happened. So I never thought to Google it or look into it. I go on Google and I type in woman has sex with corpse, um, gets <laughs> pregnant. I uh, think I want to find an article about it. And Google is like, no, there's zero histories. Uh, it shows me like 450,000 search results, but nothing showing for me. Even Google is like, Ashley, you have gone too far. And that's what you saw my face lighting up. I'm like, holy shit, Google is actually preventing me from looking at something. <laughs> you and have gone too far. Back, and then I type in woman has sex with corpse because I want to see, like, I want to find this article. And it block, and it doesn't, it doesn't block me, but it just shows up as nothing again. I'm like, bro, Google is really thinking, like, Ashley, you have gone too far. I feel like my FBI or CIA agent is like, Ashley, we need to have a conversation. I wonder if. My Google searches has pinged anybody that's going to come and knock on my front door tonight or tomorrow. And my husband has to answer it. And they're going to have like, do you know what your wife is Googling? And I have to explain to my husband, like, it was for a podcast. Like it was for the show. Sure it was, actually. I wanted to know the result of that because I heard about it. And I want to know whatever happened to this lady. I'm assuming she did jail time. But I want to know what happened between her and the kid. Like what, like what was the turnout for it? So that's what I was really looking for. Or is that article? But again, necrophilia, not a good idea. Let's not do that. That's that's horrible. Um, and it goes back to, you know, think of many attractive women throughout history that have been touched after death, like their bodies go missing for so many hours and they come back. In ancient Egypt, um, women who were found attractive uh, were kept for like a few days longer intentionally to rot so that way when they would go to the morticians or however you would their names were back in those times they wouldn't feel tempted to do something with them and this has been going on for literally thousands of years not to say that it hasn't happened to male bodies either but i'm just saying it's that's that's horrible um i will i will put necrophilia in the same boats personally as if you're into children or into animals that's just it doesn't click with me i will shame that one all day no i definitely join you on that one because necrophilia surprisingly 
goes on for many, many years, many generations, because once again, you have, whether it be somebody's kink or whether, you know, someone is socially awkward or a sociopath and they get no resistance from the corpse that they bring in. So I've read multiple stories upon that, you know, to where you're right, a celebrity would come in, a deceased celebrity, and they would have pictures or they'll be fondled or whatnot. And it is gross. It's grotesque. And if you cannot get someone while they're alive, then you go for them dead, which is really, really weird on top of that. So that's something I really can't fathom. Um, <laughs> I'll have you do one more and then I'll touch upon one as well. No pun intended. Um, well, here's another popular one, popular one, tentacles. Everyone knows or makes the joke of tentacle porn, hentai, all that stuff. When you see a bunch of like wiggly things, you immediately think, hmm, hentai. Um, it's not a kink of mine. I know people that are into that. And I don't, I guess because that's the idea that's multiple things entering your body and it's also acts as a bonding agent as well as a penetrative thing. It creates its own lube. There's a, multiple layers that go into this. And, you know, there's actually toys that can mimic the feeling and the way that they are and stuff, which I, I found at stores before and I was like, wow. And I, so I can see why some people are into it, but for me, it's, I don't know. It, like, I don't feel, Ugh. it's yeah. just, I guess it doesn't click with me, which is fine. It does, just doesn't click with me. But I always found that kind of interesting that because it, it delves on more layers of what you're into than just it's a tentacle. There's multiple reasons why you're into that thing mm. for the most part from what I've had friends explain to me. And like, you know, do you know anyone from personal experience? Is that your own personal kink? Um, have you seen a squid in the zoo? And you're like, I date that one. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's something I really can't even touch because uh, there, there are some animes out there that deal with that. And, and I've actually seen some of those. Not really my cup of tea, but once again, to each his own. Now, here's something that's really, really popular. Um, I'm reading an article on it. Um, it is a kink for pregnant women. So. Yep. Yes. And it's common. It's very, very common. It's, it, you know, um, it's pregnancy fetishism. Um, besides the fact that orgasm having sex near a due date may, in, may help induce labor, of course, uh, there are outright pregnancy fetishes, sexual attractions to a pregnant person. Now, it's the, the visual part, attraction to an object of the body part. Um, you know, people like the sight of a swollen round belly, um, lactation, or just the overall presentation of a pregnant female body. And what's really odd about that is like I said, it's really common. It's really popular. Of course, you know, you know, couples who become pregnant, it, it enhances their you know um, sexuality, their just everything in between. So it's it could be considered a kink, but once again, you know, we really don't know. But it's really popular. <laughs> it's very popular. What do you think? I think it goes. It ties in with a. Pre it's like pregnancy kink, like um, or breeding kink. Uh, because pregnancy kink is when the person's already pregnant, but breeding kink, uh, there's people I know that are into that too. And I've, you know, and I've read, like, I, I read my smut and there's some smut that, like, that does that. It's not kink for me because I don't want to be pregnant. If my husband's like, yeah, I'm going to put a baby in him, like, 
get out. <laughs> um, it's, I, I, I get, again, this is just my assumption, but just from like the things I've read to people explaining to me, is it's like a very much of a domination thing. It not dominating like I'm in control and stuff. It's more of like that. That's all me. You're filled up with what is me. Like uh, it's marking my territory. There's multiple. There's different layers. I guess it all depends on the user and the person that's doing it. Why they why they're into it. Maybe it is the view. Um, usually it's like I did this. It's, so I feel like it's like kind of like a possessive type of territorial kink in my opinion. You're just so quiet, and your face is just like. No, I was listening to, to everything you were saying, and I was looking at something else. Um, that's that's pretty common, but I, but I'll let you finish. Well, no, I mean that's that's basically what I was saying because it. I think it goes into the whole possessive possessiveness thing type of deal that people are into, just like um, making the other person build orgasm, or they get like how are they feeling it's like yeah i did that that's that's me uh so again it's it goes into that element from what i take from it yeah yeah i mean you're right it's you know it's more or less like a um like a power thing so yeah we do understand that one and i'll do one more because you know what's really funny is right now we're after we're at the 53 minute mark already of this so I it's, guess it's been a good conversation. It's actually been a mature conversation despite the topic. I feel like alcohol has matured me. That's scary. That's very scary indeed. I mean, we may have to do a part two of this because I do have a couple more, but so this will be my last one and I'll hand it over to you. And once again, this is another common one that, well, I can't lay claim to that one, but underwear fetish and underwear kink. The, you know, um, men and women get arousal from underwear, from, from used underwear of their partner or from strangers or anything of the sort. Because in Japan, for example, they have underwear machines where you literally can go to a vending machine and get a pair of underwear that has allegedly been worn in air quotes. We really don't know if that's the case or not. But once again, it's all about the... I hate to even say it, the aroma of the used underwear. That is a kink for, you know, like for most, mainly for most men. Because once again, I mean, men are very fit, men are very physical, uh, visual creatures. So we love the, the sight, the sight of a woman, body parts, anything of the sort, male, female, doesn't matter. So I guess the sight of the underwear and the aroma of it is a particular kink that's really, really popular. I cannot say that's not my thing because I'm a germaphobe. So use underwear, socks, anything, yeah, straight to the washer or in the trash can. So that's a particular one that's not really my forte. I love how earlier in this episode you're like, oh, because we're on the feet thing, you're like, oh, it's not because I'm a germaphobe or anything, to now you're like, because I am a germaphobe. So you revealed something about yourself. You are a germaphobe. No shame in that, but I just feel like it's funny. I immediately caught on to that. It's like, something's not right here. Something doesn't look like the other to me. But again, uh, the whole underwear thing, I mean, that's been a whole joke. I mean, if you think just about Quagmire from Family Guy, mm -hmm. he's definitely into that. He, that dude's into everything. Um, yeah, the idea, it's the aroma. All that's like, <laughs> no, no, no thanks. No thanks. Um, 
like I like to think I'm a very clean person, um, like where I work out, where majority of us, we're all females and we have like, we have not just the basic toiletries, but we have wives because it's, there's more to clean than what a, like a dude would have. And just the idea that someone's like, I want that. If it's for free, no, you're not having this. If you're going <laughs> to offer me a hundred bucks for my used underwear, I'm sure. There are websites for that, and I want to figure out how and where to do that. Do I really just bundle up, like, a week's worth of undies and just ship it out and I get paid? Like, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'm not smelling the other word. That person's doing it. That's <laughs> that's the risk. That's the choice that they are making in their life. And if I have to, pro- if I have to profit off of that, I will take... I will make that sacrifice, actually. Um, the whole feet pics, all this stuff. Like, there's people out there that will sell literally their bath water in a jar, and people buy it. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I need to be in this market because I'm not buying it. I want to sell it. Like, I will I will spit in a napkin, and someone's like, I want to buy that from you. I'm like, sold. Now, which leads me to my next question, and we'll finish off on this one, no pun intended. Um, how do you know that they're used women's underwear a guy can put on a pair of your underwear and go for a long jog take them off and label it as this is Ashley Majestic's underwear and sell it for a hundred bucks so it's Ashley Majestic's we're gonna go up further than a hundred bucks we're gonna at least make it like 150 that's the lowest I will accept oh Oh, who am I kidding? I'm a money whore. I will, I will take 75. Hello. <laughs> well, my, but my money thing... Money is money. <laughs> my, my thing is... <laughs> my, my thing is, how do you know that a woman wore the underwear before they put it in a baggie and sold it? I... You just don't know unless you literally watch them as like a cam girl. Literally take it off. Put it in the package that has your information put on it and you see them seal it and you have them write something specific on it and then you know that's like that's the best way you could trust it but still it's like okay i can recreate the same exact thing but yeah there is you can't really know for sure there could be people that just fuck with you like i can go to the store buy a pack of underwear and just toss them outside for like a day and then put them in a package but like here you go i wore this just for you there's like some earthly tones to it <laughs> well once again, I mean, it's all about the kink. It's all about you know what people like. We may not agree with it. We may find it disgusting or whatever, but these are people's kinks and they're not harming anyone or anything of the sort. So as we put a capper on this bizarre, bizarre episode, my question to you is, are we going to do a part two to this? And are we going to reveal our particular kinks on part two? We can, yes. Because I want us to reveal it now, but the time has gotten away from us. It is already 9.30 uh, for us recording this, and I'm like, man, it's gotten late. So as much as I'm like, hey, hell no, we're going to talk about our kinks right now before we finish it off. I'm like, I need to go to bed in like 30 minutes. <laughs> so, so yes, we'll do this in part two. So this will be a cliffhanger for all of you out there who are wondering, oh my God, I've never seen Ashley Majestic. I've never seen Walker AC, and what are their kinks? No, we're going to make you wait, folks. We're going to make you wait until next week as we continue to do a part two to this. And we bust out some more weird and some weird kinks that we may not agree with. But once again, 
you know, it's a free country and whatever you like is whatever you like. And then at the end of the show, we will reveal some, not all of ours, because we can't, you know, let the cat out of the bag all the way. Imagine if you and I completely forget and we do our next show and it's not Kinks Part 2 and people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> We're going to get a lot of hate mail. A lot, a lot of hate mail. Oh, oh, for sure. But we thrive in that. Like, we must give the people what they want. Kinks. Yeah, and they'll probably never listen to us again after we tell them. So, yeah, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> so, as this show comes to a close, where can people find you? to speak with you and, and you know, for them to tell you their kinks. Majestic Nerd Lady on Instagram. And if you are a listener and you, are fo- and you want to follow me because you'll have to send a request because my Instagram for the time being is private, please send a message saying that you are a listener because there's sometimes that people will try to follow me. I will do a quick brief, uh, brief look at their profile. It's like, I don't know if I trust this because it might be spam or something so if you're a listener please send me a message like hey i listened to out of context or slacky majestically or beautiful ashley and i just want to follow you because i think you're pretty interesting and cool and like adrian i'm like you know what i agree with you i'll accept your follow do that please because if you just simply try to follow me and you don't send a message there is a 50 50 chance of either i will decline or accept Yes, yeah, she's a very private young lady, so this is how this works. And, of course, you can find me and everyone else on the Walker AC Experience. 22 free apps out there. Download, comment, like, get the algorithms up. If you want a good show to listen to for an hour, unplug your brain, laugh, cry, scar yourself. Yes, we're on anywhere from Pandora to iHeartRadio to Spotify. Just do a search for the Walker AC experience. And of course, send us an email to slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. Talk to us. Now, granted, if you want to tell us your kinks, that's fine. We'll keep it between us. We may point and laugh, but that, that's just who we are. So as we end off the show, and of course, a cliffhanger, tune in next week. We'll tell you some stuff about us, which hopefully won't scare you away too much. What do you have for us, Ashley, as we sign off? When does a joke become a dad joke? When? When it's fully grown. See, I can't even say anything on that one. Good night, everyone. Good night, people.